To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. News Talk ZB Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald. It's time now for our regular catch-up with the National Party and today leader Christopher Luxon is with us. Morning, Christopher. Morning, John. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great. Tell me, have you sent the Labour Party some bubbly yet to thank them for taking the spotlight off National? <laughs> no, I haven't. Look, I mean, um, I've actually stayed well away because uh, I'm not going to pass any judgment on that situation. That is entirely for Labour and, and just under our doom to manage, and um, I think that's the way it should be. Well, if Gaurav Sharma had been one of your MPs, would you have suspended him like Labour has? Uh, again, I'm not really going to get into it. I'm going to disappoint you with my answer, but um, I just generally feel it's an issue for the Labour Party and just under our duty to deal with. And so, um, you know, I'm not party to the inner workings of the Labour Party. That's up for them to deal with. And, um, you know, I focus on the National Party. So we joked about last week. Just, um, I do have a question. I gather on TV this morning you said that the details of the Sam Uffindale inquiry aren't going to be made public or are going to remain private. Can you explain why that is? Yeah, I mean, I think in fairness to the people who were involved on both sides of those allegations, uh, I really want it to be a high-quality you know, investigation by Maria Chu, who's QC, is doing that, that work for us, and for those people to um, feel that they can get involved and present their side of those allegations, uh, I think it's important it does remain confidential to protect them. Uh, but having said that, um, what you'll be, you know, I'll be very clear with the public about the outcome and, and the rationale for how we got to whatever outcome uh, it is. But I'm not sort of predetermining where that's all going, obviously, letting Maria uh, do her work over the next two weeks and then we'll, we'll take it from there. So is it the detail that isn't going to be made public or the, the final findings and recommendations that aren't going to be made public? Well, I think what will happen is, um, you know, as I said, you know, last week was the terms of reference, you know, with um, a very focused around this, this new allegation that we were unaware of. Um, that's what her primary focus is. Having said that, if people have any other allegations, they should be free to be able to input into that. Um, I imagine Maria will come forward within a set of findings, uh, and then I will digest that with the president and then articulate sort of uh, the rationale for why we've got to the decision that we've got to. A survey this week by One News has found that most people don't think those on higher incomes should be getting a tax cut. 65% of those surveyed were against it. What's your reaction to that, given that tax cuts so far have been a major part of your policy for next election? Well, look, I mean, we make no apologies for being the party of low taxes. I mean, Labour is the party of high taxes, and we just have a fundamental belief in the National Party that people should keep more of their own money and save it and spend it as they see fit. And that's why we've made a commitment to say, look, we're going to unwind the seven new taxes that the Labour government's introduced over this parliament. I think in doing so, that ends up benefiting all New Zealanders, as well as our commitment to indexing tax thresholds so to inflation. So, you know, that's just how we feel about it, that we fundamentally believe that, you know, that we, should, we should get people giving more of their own money. Unwind is quite an anodyne term, isn't it? I mean, well... What do you mean? Well, I just mean it's it's things, to be honest, John, like, you know, up here in Auckland, there's the Auckland Regional Fuel Tax, there's the Ute Tax that's been passed through. You've got a mortgage interest um, tax, you know, tax deductibility for tenants and landlords. We'd unwind that. Uh, we'd unwind the bright line extension that happened. Um, we've obviously got 39% top tax rate. Uh, the other one that really worries me that they're bringing in is actually a jobs tax in the sense of they're putting this national insurance scheme together, but that means that employers and employees are going to have to pay about 1.5%, I think, from memory. Um, and we've also got what we call a value uplift tax up here around light rail as well, where people living in that area are being charged extra. So those are the sorts of things where they, you know, if you, frankly, if we unwind the Brightline test and, and restore interest deductibility, 
we think those two actions have actually added to $50 a week extra in rents um, across the country. So, you know, that's where it benefits people when they can actually get their own money and, and work out what they want to do with it. But if you've got and 65%... They'll do more with it than what Grant Robertson can do with it. But you if, you've got, if you've got 65% of people saying they don't think people who earn over $180,000 should be paying less tax, how, how was that a vote winner for you? Well, it's just coming from a point of view that we think it's important to be able to attract um, a lot of people that we need in this country. And so if you're a doctor or a surgeon or an engineer, um, we just want to make sure that we are competitive and attractive um, in a tax sense. It's a piece of it. I know it's not all of it, but it's a piece of the consideration for those people wanting to come here. But um, we just come back to the fundamental principle, which is that we're, you know, we opposed this at the time um, and we think... Um, we, we want to unwind all those taxes that have introduced. How concerned are you about the prospect of people with extremist views getting into local body politics and into Parliament? It's, it's, it's come into view in the last 24 hours with uh, the issue here in Christchurch of a white supremacist trying to get onto the board of a local uh, high school. Uh, also issues with the Voices for Freedom uh, aligned people standing in local councils and then the likes of Brian Tamaki, you know, with aspirations for Parliament. How concerned are you about that? Well, I think what's really important is that all of that's in the public domain, right? And I think, you know, if there's been previous convictions and all of that sort of thing, that should be really transparent and available for all the voters to see uh, in, those, in those elections, whether they be school boards or whether they be local government or central government for that matter. So, um, you know, um, I think that's the most important thing so that voters can make the most informed decision. Clearly, I wouldn't be supporting uh, the white supremacist individual that's running, uh, I think, for a school board down there. But, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, important that all of that information is just available so people can make their own assessment about that. Is there a place in Parliament for the Voices for Freedom? Look, I just can't see them getting in, to be honest with you. And I know, um, you know, there'll be, you know, I just can't see them making it, to be honest. Um, and for us, at our point of view, we're just sort of looking at, you know, we're not sort of getting into coalition arrangements. We're just really focusing on trying to make sure every quarter we're doing our job as a national party and, and bringing the party back and making it competitive and, and, and get people to see that we can be an alternative government waiting and we are one. Just on that subject or the topic of, of coalitions, it's been suggested in the past 24 hours that perhaps National and Labour could form a grand coalition to try and squeeze <laughs> these extremists out. What do you make of that? fundamentally disagree with the direction that Labour is taking New Zealand. I just think it's going in the wrong direction and we've got a government that just cannot get things done. So I'd really struggle to see that happening, to be honest with you. I think that's a, a long shot. Not a grand idea, Christopher. No, I don't think so, John. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.